This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. We're going to jump into a brand new series today called DTR, Define the Relationship. I don't know if you've ever had to sit down with somebody and have a DTR, define what this is. Maybe we're going into the next level, getting out of the friend zone and into the fun zone. Or maybe you've had to keep somebody in the friend zone, you know what I'm saying? But I want to talk about DTR, define the relationship. The subtitle of this series is Relationships That Are Right, Relationships That Are Wrong, and Some Relationships That Need to Be Restored. I want to really help together as a church look at the right relationships in your life. God-given, heaven-sent relationships that are from God Himself. Because if we can identify that together, we'll know where to put our time and our energy. Because one of the things about God, when God really wants to bless you, when God really wants to hook you up, he'll send you a relationship. The greatest way for God to bless you, it is not a car, it is not a house. Like you ever see somebody win like the lottery and they get like 70-something million dollars? I feel bad for them, kind of. Kind of. I feel bad for them, like, you know, the taxes, okay? But, but, but beyond that, they don't have... The, the wherewithal, the character on how to handle that money and the demand from friends and family. and That's not real blessing. Real blessing is relationship. Real blessing is when God gives you a friend. God gives you a spouse. God gives you community. So I want to help define what are the right relationships that are from God? What are the wrong relationships? Because if God wants to bless you, he'll send somebody, he'll use a person. And when the enemy wants to hurt you, he'll send somebody, he'll use a person. The same thing that God uses to bless you is the same thing the enemy uses to hurt you. It says when Judas Iscariot was getting ready to sell out Jesus, Satan entered him. And then he went and did his business. I wonder if you have relationships that Satan has entered that person and they're actually out to harm you. They're hurting your future. In order for you to get in your God-given potential, in order for you to walk in your calling, you're going to need to define which ones are the right ones and which ones are the wrong ones. You can clap if you'd like. Some people get quiet because they're like, oh, I don't know, man. This is all a lot. This is a lot. It's happening in real time. And then by the end of it, here's my hope is that we'll look at some relationships in our world that need to be restored. I wonder if there's some people in your world that God sent, and these were supposed to be right relationships, but because of abuse or abandonment, fallout, this is a broken relationship. I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, God can bring restoration. Now, God does not delight in broken relationships. God does not get happy when you and I have a life filled of broken relationships. God is delighted when our relationships are healthy. 
By the way, healthy relationships are made up of healthy individuals. And usually broken relationships are made up of broken individuals. So let's together look at God's word and find out what's right, what's wrong, and what needs to be restored. I want to convince you from God's word. So let me show you three Proverbs. Look here. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Just love that because God, when he really wants to love on you, he's going to send you somebody that will sharpen you. Send you someone that's going to make you better. That doesn't mean they're going to agree with everything you say or think that you walk on water. No, somebody that makes you better. Someone that might challenge you. In order for iron to get, get better or sharper, it's got to get sharpened by something that's going against it. That's marriage. It's awesome. Every day I look at Joy, I'm like, there's my sharpener. It's going to sharpen me today. What have I done wrong today? <laughs> I'm trying to. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I wonder if you have people in your world that are making you better, challenging you, asking you tough questions. They don't, they don't know some parts about you. They know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yet they're committed to making you a little bit stronger and a little bit better. we got to know who these people are because if we allow wrong relationships, wrong people around us, let me show you two Proverbs, the devastation that comes with the wrong relationships. Just watch these two verses. Put up the first one, Proverbs chapter uh, 18. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. One who has wrong friends is going to come to destruction, come to ruins. But there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. The Bible is referring to Jesus. Jesus is that friend that sticks closer than a brother in hell or high water. Come on, is anybody thankful today that Jesus says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I'm in this. But woe to the person that has wrong friends, unreliable people. Watch this next, same, same sentiment. Watch what it says, Proverbs 13. He who walks with wise men will become wise, but the command, companion of fools will be destroyed. So i got to know who these right, wise people are. i got to know who to put my stock and my energy into these relationships, and who do I separate from? Who do I get out? See, I, I believe some of us, our biggest problem is you don't need more faith. You just need better friends. Some of us are like, I want to go to the next level. Well, when God really tries to spur you on, he always uses people. He always uses community. He uses your connect group. He uses your spouse. He uses the people that he has assigned into your life to help urge you and encourage you and cheerlead you in to your full potential. So I got to know who's wrong and who's right. Amen to that? Write down the title of Today's message, I love this title, write down the title, it's not me, it's you. I just want to say that to somebody sometime in my life. Hey, listen, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Hey, let's just define this, it's not me, it's you. You're the problem. I'm kidding. But let's, let's gather around God's word and let's hear, really want to go to scripture, I do not want to give you my opinion, I want to discover what God says about relationships. Amen? Come on, let's pray. God, thank you so much 
for your word. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We declare together, God, that you are for us and you're not against us. So God, send us right relationships, the right people in the right place at the right time so we can walk out your call and your plan for our life. We bless every person that's here. We bless every person on the live link. Thank you that you are good. You are who you say you are. You can do what you said you would do. And Lord, we declare right relationship. We declare the right people over the Lakers. God, we're talking about a coach and two free agents. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, come on, clap, Angelinos. Make some noise, please. We need your faith. Don't, don't give them a golf clap. Come on, we really need faith right now. We need faith. Cheers, mate. All right, write down number one. He came for relationship, not religion. That's why Jesus came. He came not to establish more religion. Jesus came for relationship. We serve the God of relationship. I'm telling you, if you ever read the Bible, the Bible is not a book about religion. The Bible is a book all about relationship because Jesus and God are all about relationship. This is, what God, this is Jesus' main thing. Remember, Jesus came to this earth and all the religious people got mad because Jesus is sitting there having tacos. Come on, Cinco de Mayo. La cucaracha, la bamba, your mama, whatever, homes. Para la bamba. Okay, ese vato. Guacamole. Frijole. And so, so Jesus came and he sits down and he has a meal with people that are not churched and not religious and not perfect, and Jesus extends relationship to them. I want to tell you, you have a relationship with God, not because you pursued him, he pursued you. Jesus offered you relationship. And he sits down with them, and these people get upset, they get angry, they go, Jesus, why are you hanging around and having relationship with people that are not perfect in our religion? Watch what Jesus says in response to having a relationship with these people. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. And not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. What Jesus is saying here is I've come for relationship. I did not come to further religion. I came to establish relationship. I'm a God of relationship. Just love this about God. You see this from the Old Testament to the New Testament. In fact, from the first guy ever here on earth, God's all about relationship. He sees Adam by himself. He's like, nope, it's not how we're going to rock. Makes Eve because he loves relationship. Watch what it says here in Psalm. It says, God sets the lonely in families. Just love this. Maybe you've moved to L.A. and you're like, I don't know anybody. Welcome to your new family. Welcome to Zoe Church. God sees anybody that's on the brink, anybody that's lonely, and he sets them into a connect group. He sets them onto a team. He sets them into a location. He sets them into families because he's a God of relationship. It's just who he is. God, nothing matters more to God than relationship relationship is his number one thing. He's like, lonely, put you in a family. Feel like church isn't for you, I'll go sit with you because I'm a God of relationship. 
And in order for any relationship to work, we've got, we've got to build it on the same foundation. We've got to build all of our relationships on the right foundation, otherwise they'll fall. If they're not built on the right foundation. Now, you might be like, what are some foundations in relationship? Uh, foundation of trust. Foundation of communication. Foundation of respect. These are foundations. So I want to convince you, unless your relationships have the foundation of God, it will not last. Unless Jesus is like the main, the Bible says it this way, a house divided cannot stand. Because it's not on the right foundation. So we got to get our foundations in our relationship established. You do this and everything can grow. You get the right foundation, you can build it as high as you want to build. But write this down, number two, foundation to all relationships, one direction, not the band. Come on, you guys, grow up, you sickos. We're in church. <laughs> same goals, same values, and beliefs. Same, that made me laugh too. Same goals, same values, and beliefs. It's got to be, in other words, in order for your relationships to really flourish, it's got to be, I'm of the same purpose, same direction, same values, same beliefs. Like, I can't have relationships that is like, ah, we're not on, we're not on the same page. We're not, I'm not talking about like friends that you love, friends that you know, you, you have acquaintances. I'm talking about marriages. I'm talking about if you're dating somebody. Just by the way, if you're single here, all the single people, make some noise. Let me just hear you. Single people. <laughs> Sounds so painful. <laughs> Did you hear that? If you're single, make some noise. <laughs> Was that a demon? Are you demon possessed? It's the spirit of singleness. <laughs> Nobody's proud. Nobody goes, oh. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> if you're single, I can't encourage you this in this enough. Find somebody that loves Jesus. Your life will be so easier. Like, we believe in the same thing. We're of the same direction, same purpose. we got the same values. It would be so hard if it's not this way. Life is already hard enough. Relationships are already hard enough. Don't make it more hard and have different values, different beliefs. Oh, look at Amos chapter 3, verse 3. I just love this scripture. So short, so powerful. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Like, can you have a relationship unless this relationship is agreeable? Like, you disagree on a few things? You can't work together unless you agree. That's who God is. Heaven is real. The Bible is true. I believe in church. I believe we should raise our kids this way. Unless we are agreed, we can't walk together. That's the Old Testament. Paul gets even more graphic in the New Testament. Don't get mad at me right now. This is the Bible. I'm just teaching you the Bible. 2 Corinthians 6, watch what the Bible says. This is awesome stuff. But I'm going to put in my passcode to my iPad. It died. 2 Corinthians 6, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Paul's so genius. He uses an animal for his illustration. He said, don't be unequally yoked together in the wrong relationship. He's using 
it, it, almost like a farm term, how can these two animals thresh? How can they move forward? How can these two animals survive together if they're unequally yoked? Like if you try and yoke together an ox and a donkey. An ox and a donkey are not going to work together. The ox has a certain speed, a certain power. The donkey's built different. It has a different mode. Don't be unequally yoked. What does light have to do with darkness? He said these two things shouldn't be. you got to find somebody that's like, I believe in God. I believe in these values. I believe in these truths. Come on, you got to get your foundation right so you can get your relationship right. Once you get the foundation poured, everything's easy. Everything's simple. You got to understand, relationship matters most to God, so relationship matters most to me. God is the foundation of my life, so I got to find relationships I can build my life on. They've got to be built on the same foundation, same values, same vision, same purpose, same direction. Amen to that? No, no, no. I say all that to say, I want to start in week one. Next week, we'll get to right relationships. Don't miss Pastor Julia next Sunday. But I want to identify for us together, what are some wrong relationships? Like, if you're telling me I could potentially have some wrong relationships, I want to know what they are. I want to know what to look for. What are some wrong relationships? I'm going to do my best to go to God's Word and just point out from Scripture, here's some relationships that you should probably go like, ah, I don't know if this is going to work for me. I don't know if this is going to take me to the level that God's called me. I'm going to give you a few relationships. Write down number one. What about the angry? You know, the one that has an anger issue, anger problem. The anger issue is so, you got to be really careful with this person in your world. And it's not just their issue. The Bible teaches us it will become your issue. So it's not that the angry person's so bad. It's what it does to you. Watch here. Watch what the Bible says. This is such a beautiful verse. Look at this. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. You are a result of your relationships. You are a sum total of your influences. Birds of a feather flock together. So you are who you hang with. The Bible is teaching us a powerful principle. If you hang around someone that is angry, it's not just that they get angry. It's that you're going to become angry. I think it's okay to have an anger problem at only two places in life. The airport and the restaurant with bad service. If you're at the airport, you get a pass in Jesus' name. TSA, you're fine. You can be angry all you want. Once you get passed, let's get the attitude back in check. Bad service at a restaurant, fine. Do whatever you want. Somebody say amen. Who am I preaching to? Someone's like, he said it. Says, be careful with the hot-tempered person and the angry person because what happens is you're going to learn their ways. Remember, you are learning the ways of the people you hang around with. You're a, ref- you're a result of your relationships. So listen, if you want to learn how to be generous, get around generous people. If you want to learn how to be kind, get around people that are really kind. If you want to learn how to be compassionate, oh, I was just making mention at our valley location. I just drove back from the valley and, and Dana Van Valen was up leading worship and she just got a brand new, their foster parents and 
and they just uh, got in their second baby, one month old, and this couple has dedicated themselves. They've got two kids in their foster program, and they're bringing them into the out of terrible situations, the worst situations, and they're literally taking care of these two kids right now. I want to be around people like that because I'll learn how to be compassionate. You are who you hang with. Be careful if you're around the angry person, lest you learn how to be angry. You got to be careful, man, because whoever you're with, you're going to talk like. Sometimes I'll be somewhere like, you talk like, I know your friend, you talk. I'm like, yeah, I talk like my friends. I dress like my friends. We are a result of our relationships. Be careful. Write down number two. What about the talker? I call this guy the talker, not the walker. They talk a big game, but they can't live a big game. They talk like they do this, but they never can execute these realities. They talk like, oh, I love God, but they can't walk out the realities of Jesus in their life. I've got to be careful in this relationship. Watch here. Watch what Paul says about him in 1 Corinthians. But now I'm writing to you so that you would exclude from your fellowship anyone who calls himself talker. A fellow believer, but practices sexual immorality, consumed with greed, idolater, verbally abusive, drunkard, swindler. Don't mingle with them or even have a taco with someone like that. Now, I want to be very clear on something. The Bible is not talking about people on the outside of the good news of Jesus. Because anybody that doesn't know Jesus, that is dealing with that description, I want to get as many meals as I can with them. And I want to help them discover the truth and the reality of Jesus. Somebody say amen. It's not talking about people that don't know God, that are swindlers or idolaters. or living. We, we do everything we can, like Jesus did, to establish relationship. It's talking about people on the inside that talk all the godly. You ever meet somebody that speaks Christianese? a real language some of you are fluent in christianese hey how you doing brother god bless you it's good to see you today praise to the most high bless highly favored i landed in birmingham alabama this last week and on the intercom of the flight the attendant said have a blessed and favorable day i said signs that i'm in alabama <laughs> In Vegas, they say, have fun. <laughs> He's saying this person talks and knows all the things to say. But then you peel back the layers of life and it's like, whoa, whoa, wow. It's a massive gap. Be careful. He said, be careful with this relationship. Don't get a meal with them. Why? Because you got to give them distance to get some things right. They're not an iron sharpens iron type of person in your life. Are they bad? Do we cast them out? No, no, no. God's going to do a mighty work in their life. It's just that you got to watch the proximity of them because pretty soon if you hang around compromise, you'll start to compromise. Right down the next one, I love this one, the mocker. This is big in our culture. We live in a culture that's like addicted to mocking. We mock this, we mock that, we, mock, we just love to laugh at and be sarcastic. And the Bible actually teaches us, don't hang around people that just live to mock. Don't, don't, you, all of a sudden, you'll find yourself 
having that kind of attitude towards authority, attitude towards church leadership, attitude towards people in your attitude towards your spouse. It's just be, being a person that mocks everything. I'm going to show you one verse in two different uh, translations. Watch what it says. I'll, I'll, I'll do the like Bible one and then like the us Zoe one, okay? Watch this. Psalm 1.1. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. And all of Zoe said, huh? Let's go to the message translation. It says this. How well God must like you. You don't hang out at Sin Salon. You don't sing along the... Uh, slink along dead end road and you don't go to smart mouth college it's just mocking everything just man man how you doing it my son is attending smart mouth college right now he's five but he's in college it's the smart mouth college i'm like who teaches you how to talk like this, you irreverent five-year-old. <laughs> Submit to my authority. But it's like, be careful. If you just hang around, Jesus is like, smart mouth, mock, mock, mock. And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, how did I get a, so desensitized, disrespectful? I, I want people in my life that dishonor. I want to be around people of respect, people that are classy. People of honor. Those are relationships I want. If you hang around people, all they do is mock, you got the wrong relationships. You're around people that are like, man, they respect our firefighters, our police officers, our government officials. Those are the people I want to be around. Somebody say amen. I don't want to be around the mocker crowd. I want to be around the respectful crowd. So right relationships. Write down the next one. What about the hurtful? Is the relationships just so hurtful? Like you just get hurt time and time and time again. Some of us, our biggest problem is that we let the same person hurt us time and time. It's not that you've been hurt by three people or 30 people. A lot of us, you've been hurt by the same person over and over again. Now, the Bible has a scripture for everything. The Bible has a truth on every relationship. So watch what Paul says to Timothy about a guy that hurt his feelings. He says, his name's Alexander. Put it up on the screen. He says, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm may the Lord repay him according to his works I just want to start praying that over people God repay him for the hurt that he caused my family he said this guy did me much harm I want to talk to anybody who's here anyone that's watching the live link that you're in an abusive relationship I don't know if it's emotionally verbally or physically if you're in an abusive relationship right now get out in the name of Jesus. Get out. Because if someone's doing much harm and hurting you, maybe you feel rejected. Maybe you feel unaccepted. I've just learned in life, don't go where you're tolerated. Go where you're celebrated. Go to the places that are iron places, like encouragement places, like helpful relationships. Don't be in hurtful relationships. Like that hurt. Like some of us have to discern what's the hurt that's like good. Oh, you were honest. You told me the truth. And what is the hurt that's like that is abusive. That crosses the line. That is not from heaven. That God doesn't want me to hear that. If you're in hurtful, I just love that. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. I want to know what Alexander the coppersmith did. 
Like, Alexander the Commersmith did me much harm. Like, did he not Venmo you back? Or, like, what did he do? <laughs> Whatever he's saying is, this is a, I'm not in relationship. There's separation. Alexander the doesn't get that text invite. Doesn't get to be close to me. Doesn't get to know the dreams and the things that are in my heart. I've got to define, this is a wrong relationship. Write down the next one. I love this one. The gossip. <laughs> That's when everybody gets real quiet. <laughs> The gossip, I love the gossip person because the gossip person thought right away that's for somebody else, not them. I just love that. Anybody that deals with gossip is like, no, not me, I'm good. I'm good. I'm totally fine. The thing about gossip is that all of us love gossip. All of us love gossip. Like you ever been around somebody and they're like, hey, I, no one knows this, but I just, as soon as someone says no one knows this, I just, can I just, this, I haven't told this to anybody else. It's between us. Immediately I just peek up like, what, huh? Huh? What are you, you going to say? What do you, you think it is? Well, what? Jeez. Uh, well, you haven't told it to anybody else? Wow. This is, this is unbelievable. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. Wow. The reason, now, again, I want to make sure I'm not teaching what I think. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says we love gossip so much because, this is the scripture, gossip is like a dessert. And I love dessert. <laughs> you ever be at the restaurant and like you finish up and the, the waiter comes by with the dessert menus and you're like, oh no, we're good. We're, <laughs> we're fine. We're just, let's just, I'll just look at the menu. Whoa, donuts and ice cream? <laughs> I will order one for the table. It's not for me. Just for the, bring it for the table. Let's let these guys eat some of that, huh? You finish the whole thing, you're like, ah. Oh. I said I'd never have another dessert. I started a diet on Monday, every Monday. <laughs> but the reason why we love gossip is just like, oh, just no one. Remember, if someone's like, hey, I haven't told it, don't tell anybody. I'm just telling you, they're telling 10 other people the same thing. And it's just like they just can't help themselves. They love to gossip. They love to say things about people they would never say to their face. They would only say behind their back. That's a gossiper. I feel the liberty and the, the authority to speak like this when they're not here. But when they're here, I would never say that ever in a million years. That's a gossip. And you just need to know if you're a gossip. Now, I don't know about you, but anytime I gossip, anytime I'm gossiping, we're sitting around a table and I start to gossip, I'm literally going, oh, no, stop, you, Steve, you're violating your own value. Because I don't ever want to gossip, but I'm gossiping. This is just, let me just show you what the Bible says about a gossip. This is, you got to be careful with this relationship. Look at this. A, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. So just a heads up, the next time you're like, it's worth it, I want to gossip, you're in your head, you should be like, it's worth it, I'm writing off that friendship, I'm getting rid of that trust, that trust doesn't mean more to me than this dessert, rather have dessert than be healthy in my relationships. You got someone in your close circle that when you say something to them, you're like, oh, is this going to get repeated five times? It's the wrong close friendship. You need to have people in your world that it's like, I know if I say something to them, they're a vault. 
It's never getting repeated. It's never getting shared. My, my family and my friends aren't going to find out. I can tr- be that friend to somebody. Be somebody's friend that they know when they talk to you, it's not getting repeated five times, ten times, or showing up on the worldwide intranet. You know, the wrong person if you got a gossip. And here's the last thing. Worship team, come join me. Any relationship that's trying to hold you back. It's a wrong relationship. Any relationship that does not want you to succeed and elevate and take off. Trying to hold you back. It's a wrong relationship. Any relationship you have that's like, I met you when you were at this status. I met you when you had this money. I knew you when you were this year, years of age. I, I, I know the real you. And I'm not comfortable with you passing me by. Any relationship you have that's trying to hold you back is a wrong relationship. Because God gives you encouragers. God gives you champion people around you that wants to help lift your hands when you're tired so you can succeed and win your battle. God only sends people that will sharpen you to make you better so you can live bigger and go to another level. God does not send you relationships to hold you back and pull you down and make you feel less than and make you feel inferior and manipulate you and be passive aggressive. That's not from God. If you have any relationship in your life right now and you know those people who are stuck in their own ways would love to see you stay back like right now you have people that's like if you got free from your addiction they'd be mad that you're free from your addiction you stopped partying and doing what you're doing they'd be upset because it actually threatens them that you're taking off any relationship it's trying to hold you back. That's not from God. God sends people in our world that are like, you know what? We have been praying for this. We have been bel- from the moment I met you, I knew there was greatness on your life. I knew there was more for you. We're in we're in partnership together. We're going to do everything we can to see you take off. That's from God. That's right. This thing right, that's wrong. You might be here be like, I know, it always happens to me. Why does it happen to me? People hate me. They did it to Jesus. So if they did it to Jesus, they're going to do it to you. Jesus comes back to his hometown, like where he went to high school. He starts teaching with authority, performing miracles. And they're like, oh, who do you think you are? We know where you grew up. We know your family. We know your GPA. I got offended at him. Watch the last scriptures. Let me just show you what happens to Jesus. Matthew 13. And coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished. And they said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is this the mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this, get, this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. 
They wanted to hold him back. No, Jesus, you stay back here. You're from this town. You're from this family. This is your capability, and we don't see more for you. No, God sees more for you. God has more for you. And it doesn't matter what these people think. God's got a calling. God's got a future. God's got a plan. And no eye has seen. No ear has heard. No mind can conceive the things that God has in store for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Come on, give him a praise right now. God's got something that's bigger and better than you can ever imagine and we're not going to get held back. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Just trying to help you identify, do I have anybody that's close to me that's, this is not right. What does that mean? Do we post publicly? It's one of my followers to know. Tim's a gossip, he's gone. And Lily, she's a hater. <laughs> it's not even, um, it's not even saying just because it's wrong doesn't mean they're so bad. Just asking really from God, God, I know you're going to send people my way. Can you help me see that? And can you give me the faith? to walk in the new relationships that you've sent my way. I wonder if you're holding on to old ones that are holding you back from the new thing that God's going to do. It's all relationships. It's all relationships. Because at the end of the day, what God's trying to do in your life is get you to the right place at the right time with the right people. You do that and all of a sudden, the wind of heaven will be at your back. It's like, this feels effortless. Why is it so easy? Just people. You get the right people on the bus, right people on the team, right people in your world, and everything will change. Amen? Come on, let's clap and thank Jesus for his provision and his faithfulness in our life. Amen?